0: Let's get this bitch started. I said, we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too hot for ceilings, it's how I am feeling nice. What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes on bloodshot Now that's a mugshot Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop hey, Heads way Podcast way way H-Cubed way up in this BH. There you said,
1: yeah, we back with another episode, another album review For your head stop this week We got Own Thugs in Harmony, 1995 with East 1999 eternal y'all now this is definitely classic in the eyes of a lot of people this is definitely a legendary group in the eyes of in the ears in the eyes of a lot of people Yep. and uh definitely in mine and i'm sure in yours too Mm -hmm.
0: yeah for sure um now i will say that this is bone Thugs definitely classic group everyone loves them i love them for sure but this album i did not realize i have not heard the entire album Mm. and i I heard this album a while ago probably it's probably like one of the many albums i didn't get to actually hear till i was like in college or something like that right right, but for some reason i don't remember all of the songs so no
1: no i agree like so this is this is definitely like a a big key this is one of the first rap anything that i heard because you know my brother would listen to the show all the time and obviously as somebody who has an older brother some of the first rap songs you hear are the shit that, you, that your brother's listening to mm-hmm. and this is definitely one of them joints for me so I, I definitely do remember a good amount of these right but there were some songs namely the last one that i honestly even the last one i don't think i ever heard it it was to the point where i thought number 16 which is the second to last one was the uh the last song at least that's how i remembered it, mm-hmm. but. Um, but yeah, no, I I agree there, there, there were some songs that, uh, that I didn't remember or just have never heard.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, but I mean this is a great again like I said it's always great to go back and hear these types of albums, see what you've been see what you missed in your mm-hmm. youth. Um, but yeah, Bone was huge back in the day. I mean, they still use crossroads to this day whenever it's oh, like yeah. someone passes away or they're trying to like do a in remembrance or some shit like that. Oh, so yeah. that's always gonna be a song out there. And of course for the potheads, there's Bud Smokers only. Yeah. And, and then of mm-hmm. course later on the weed song. So you know, like these niggas First they, of the
1: Month as well. Of course, first big. of the month
0: is a cla- I mean shit. Most radio stations still play that every first of the month.
1: Every single one, <laughs> dog. So so I mean not for nothing though, but I would assume that Bone, just based off of those three songs that we just named, they should be good off of uh, off of royalties. I, I mean, at least if they have the royalties.
0: I mean, I, mean, I would ass- I would hope. I, would, that ho- they I did. hope so.
1: Yeah, I really hope. I, Cause especially, you know, it sucks when you see like uh, older rappers resort to these little money grab things because they got fucked out of their royalties. Oh yeah. Uh, when they were younger, and that shit happens. It happens all the time.
0: Yeah, it was uh, like, and- it's very. It was very commonplace. I mean, it's it it was like i want to say it's even more commonplace back in the day than it is now simply because now you don't really need the record label in order to get yourself right. out there so there's there's not always less bullshit although there is a lot of fucked up contracts like rihanna's fucked up contract mm-hmm. and yeah i think it was the contract that was it a contract was it i don't think it was gucci man i'm trying to remember what rapper had a really fucked up contract a couple years ago that they got out of it might have been gucci i think it might have been gucci no, no, something that, that, like twelve albums or some shit, and I was like, "No, you can't put people in a deal for twelve albums. That's just trash." Yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? No, honestly, anything more than like two or three albums mm-hmm. is probably a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Just because, just because there's so much, you know, that you can't control in the long in the long in the long run. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to put all you know your pretty much your whole career in the basket of one record label. You know what I mean? Because you really don't know how they're going to handle it. They might, they might decide to sell you. They might decide to do all kinds of things with you. So mm-hmm. It's just really, un- unless, unless it's two or three, un- unless the money's ridiculous, which even if it is, you might want to reconsider because these labels are not going to make deals that benefit you. That's another thing too. That these, these artists feel like, you know, labels are going to make deals for them that benefit them and that are, are like undeniably hard to turn down. But the truth is when you feel like you're making good money, they're making 10 times that much money. So,
0: Oh yeah. You know, Oh, yeah. No, the record label is always going to make money because they're always going to recoup on something. And I don't know. It's just the fucking way that these motherfuckers do business. I don't really get it. But I mean, like, you know, they, they made their way. They made their money. They fucked over a lot of people. And somehow some of these um record labels are fucking still in business.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, and again, not, not for nothing and, and not to put bone thug out there, but like. I remember uh, a couple years ago, Bone, they uh they came to, you know, where we're at in Silver Spring, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And I remember they came to the Fillmore. And I remember that was the first time they had, you know, came around in the longest time. And I remember everybody was excited to go to that shit, like, of all ages. Like, people my age, mm-hmm. people your age, people yep. well, even older than you, you know, were, were trying to go to that show. And I remember it was a big deal. And a lot of people that I know went to that shit. And everybody loved it. And then it's crazy because they came back, like, Two or three times that same year. Oh shit! <laughs> I feel like it's not really a good look. It kind of—I mean, again, I, I do hope that they were able to make good money off of it, but it just kind of shows potentially where they're at uh financially with their whole shit. Which, again, speaks on 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 on—I guess the the lack of knowledge that artists had back in the days on uh, on record label contracts. That's,
0: that's very true. But I mean, like, if you do smaller venues and you just have the dedicated fans come out, because I mean, for a group like Bone that has been established for mm. years and years now, like 20, 20, almost 30 years now. Yeah. They will always have those cult following of fans that will go see them as many times oh, yeah. as they come to the city. For like, sure. Yeah. It's like Wu Tang. If Wu Tang was to come to DC and even if they just did like, I remember That's when I true. saw them, they did a nine thirty club, but even if they was to do the whatever, what is it called now? The capital one center. Or mm, yeah. they was to come to the Fillmore, or they was to go to, you know, a smaller venue like Black Cat or they were to go to mm. what's the place that they do all the trance stuff at Echo Stage. They would have probably a, a sellout crowd at any of these locations. And if and whatever, depending on the deal that they strike with the place, because I know the place pays them a certain amount out of ticket sales, blah, blah, blah. blah, And then, right. of course, you know, they got to coop whatever they get but if yeah. you do it enough like you're getting that money straight and of course in a group like bone there's multiple members so you're never going to get as much money cuz you just have to divvy up the pie too much yeah yeah but it's still more money that you would get than if you were still just trying to put out CDs and everything at this point because no, we, were, I, we already I, know 50,000 is about all you get on CDs for right. sales now so exactly i mean if they continue to do those joints and if they can stay together <laughs> for the most part yeah no shit sure. yeah
1: yeah no I, I don't see why not you're right but nonetheless you know, Bond is definitely, you know, a legendary rap group. So we're going to get into, uh, I think this might have been, no, this is the second album. Yeah, the second official album. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, man. Like I said, this is something that I really, an album that really, I guess, was a big part of my childhood, a lot of nostalgia behind a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. And then it just made me realize that I had no knowledge, again, listening to these so- or not knowledge, but no um, no right listening to these songs at the young age that I was.
0: Cause,
1: <laughs> dog. It, it, we'll get into it, but a lot of these oh, yeah. songs are just crazy and, and just different aspects. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. But uh yeah, let's go ahead so, and get into it.
1: All right. Yeah. So so y'all know how we do this shit. We're going to talk about songs we liked, uh, a couple songs that we didn't like, and then give you our final score at the end of it all. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and dive into the first song, which is the introduction. Um, I'm going to just start off by saying this is one of my favorite intros of all time and again there's a lot of nostalgia behind this because i remember being a little kid hearing this shit and was like yo and and here's the thing right here's something that i I, i'm glad i remembered because i wanted to say this and i wanted to not forget to say this but i feel like bone at least for me and mind you i was i was born in 1993 so when this shit came out i was two years old so like when i was like maybe like four or five or six or seven and i would hear shit like this there was a bit of like mystique to it you know i mean to bone and and you know intros like this Songs like Mr. Ouija later on, Mm -hmm. just different, like the little change of voices and shit. I feel like there was a level of like mystique to them that was just different. You know what I mean? And I feel like that was part of their whole, I don't want to say gimmick, but like their whole little thing, their, you know, their artistry, I guess. And it's just crazy that I feel like you probably couldn't get away with doing something like that now.
0: I mean, essentially, they created the formula and the template that most of the mumble rappers work off of now, where they use more melodic rapping slash singing tactics, although these guys are way more into the melodic rapping aspect of it, and it's actually, it was like completely unheard of at the time, and they were just so different, so I feel like people either really liked Bone, or they didn't like Bone, like, I feel like there were some people that were in the middle... Like if you fucked with the joints that you heard on the radio, of course, most Mm -hmm. people did. But if you if if you were right in the middle, I feel like because I mean, I feel like I was in the middle when I was a kid. I didn't seek out their music, but I loved what I knew Mm. and what everything I was exposed to by them. I'm like, yo, these niggas are vicious, but I never really seeked out their music to listen to it. But it's like then you have the people that like they listen to them like oh my god I can't stand that type of shit blah 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 blah. So like right, I really right. feel like there is those three categories like you really love these niggas and you're dedicated like you, you're yeah. in the middle like me, And right, then you right. like them and then you're or you have nothing but hate for them and that because I mean I don't know they like I said they were just so different when they came out everything yeah, was sure. completely different about them and I think it just took niggas a while to get used to Bone and then but they came out with for fire sure. music. Once the crossroads came out though, yeah. I think everybody was 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 hooked.
1: No, for sure, for sure. And uh, and it's crazy because like like I said, they they have like a lot of dark messaging or I guess sounding shit in their in their music. Mm-hmm. It starts off with the intro here. Yeah. You have that little weird scream at the beginning, and it's just you know, the, the backward speaking and like you know, you it, it sounds real fucking demonic, you know what I mean? It kind of it just it, it adds to the mystique of, of their whole uh their style and their music. And I wanna say just a fun fact here. Uh, did a little research, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's actually Eazy E, the late great Eazy E, on the intro with the um, you know, obviously they changed his voice up. Yeah, with the uh, the one who the one who's introducing both of at the. At the uh, it makes the, sense because
0: intro. he's the one that introduced them to the music industry. Right.
1: Exactly. 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 So, um uh, I just thought that was a really dope touch. I thought it was a really dope intro, and on top of that, the song that that's part of the intro, the actual you know musical part, I felt like that was a, it was a dope intro too. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it uh it's it's not too long um and i feel like it kind of sets the tone for what you're gonna hear which is a lot of crazy as violet
0: it's uh, actually kind of a me. long intro i'm not gonna lie because it's two minutes yeah. almost two minutes before the music starts
1: <laughs> yeah but 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 i feel i feel like i, feel, I don't know i, I feel like it, it's not waste a wasted two minutes you know no, i feel like no. it adds yeah it adds to the, to the to the mystique of the whole album and it sets the tone and in, in a way that i think you know was a good job
0: yeah now I will say that the the beat on this joint I love it, but it is very very 90s sounding, and that's like a theme mm. that runs through this album. It's Hell just yeah. synths, synth, synth, synth all over the place. But and it kind of like I like you said, it has like a somber tone to it. So it's like yeah, it's not your sure. normal like either in your face or you know something like that uh, type of intro. And it's really I think this is probably one of the most interesting starts to an album that we've listened to this year. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, the uh just the whole use of of like the cult in their music. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, he talks about Mr. Ouija and and, you know, just spirits and shit like that. And, and it's funny because, you know, this was this is around the time where them and Three Six Mafia were both coming out and they were both had that little like, you know, quote unquote uh devil worshipy type of little vibe, you know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like all it again. It's different now because Instagram and social media, you get to see how these artists really are and like their gimmick or or whatever you want to call it. You could tell that it's not really who they are. Yeah. But back then I just felt like it added a whole nother like allure to it that, you know, you, you probably couldn't see now. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And I can understand why people's parents didn't like this music. Because, again, oh, yeah, yeah. just listening to it, you're like, what the hell? This is
1: some old sounding shit. Nah, like, legit, legit. And then there's, there's there's a couple songs in here that we'll get to a little bit later that are, like, legitimately, like, evil sounding songs. <laughs> no bull. But we'll get to them. But like I said, I like the intro. I thought it was a good set of pace. I agree with you. It was more of on the somber side of things. and. More of a slower song, but I, I just feel like it it, add, it 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 did it did a good job to set the pace for me.
0: True. Now transitioning from your from your comment about sounding evil and in shit into number two, East 1999. I said on this joint, bone beats always sound like they could work in horror movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nah, for sure, for sure. I, I see. I see why you say that because this is definitely like a weird and beat, for sure, <laughs> for sure.
0: But I forgot how difficult it can actually be to listen to some of Bones' music simply because they 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 rhyme so fast, and since it's mm-hmm. like an infusion of singing and rapping, sometimes it can just get a. It's not cluttered, but they go so fast you just have to like either like you have to listen to it multiple times to really catch what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. Um, but i think that the chorus on this jump was pretty was pretty good it was kind of, it was a little bit basic compared to the rest of the song because honestly compared to the to the rest of these niggas rapping <laughs> you know anything anything else that you do after these niggas finish rapping is basically going to sound basic yeah but it, i thought it was nice to hear i think everyone was on this track because it was a yeah. longer track so it was really good to hear the entire group on a song you know there's not a, a lot of bone thug songs where it's five members of the group right
1: yeah, and, and so uh, that's actually something that I was going to bring up, that it could be around this time. I could be mistaken because I know it happened, but I, I always confuse if, if it was around this time or if it was around the time that the next album came out because Flesh and Bone, which is one of the, I want to say the lesser known Bone uh, Bone Thug members uh-huh. because everybody knows crazy, lazy, wishbone, uh, Wishbone, uh-huh. but Flesh Fleshbone was, was the one Bone uh, member that was always... Uh, away from the group for one reason or another and I think during this time could be wrong I don't know if it was later on but he was in jail hmm. so that's why he's not in he's not in a, a if you look at it he's not on the album oh,
0: cover I know he was an he's al- on the album cover. I didn't know he was in jail during this album. I know he was in jail for a while, I think, but I didn't know it was this album.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been for this because I mean he's not on he's not on a good amount of these songs. I think he's only like on two or three of these songs. Oh shit!
0: Okay. No, so, and so.
1: and he's not he's not on the album cover. It's only four of the members on the album cover. So you know it just kind of um, you know like you said it was it was good to hear all five members, and, and you know to add to what you were saying the fact that it's a little bit long because of that. I feel like that's something that groups especially with put a, a good amount of members in them find a hard uh find it kind of hard to to balance out all five members you know what i mean oh, for and sure. i think i but, but but i do think that bone and their chemistry and how a lot you know they kind of they all do the little melodic thing mm-hmm. i feel like it blends in very well so that you could you could literally cut off a, a crazy bone uh verse and sneak in a Busy Bone verse right after it. You know what I mean? Like you could do half a verse and and it kind of just blends in perfectly. So I agree. I I think this is a dope song just to hear all five members. I think this is one of the only ones on here. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I like this song. So the next song I'm going to go to is uh, number four. No, I'm sorry. Number five, Down 71, The Getaway. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just say that this is one of the very first Bone Thug songs I ever heard or ever remembered as a kid. And if you listen to this song, you're like, God damn, your first song you heard of them was probably one of the most craziest, wildest, violent songs <laughs> on the album. But this song is probably one of my favorite songs on this album. Storytelling to me at its finest. I feel like it's great storytelling by all uh, other members of, of Bone this which I think is just crazy, lazy, and busy. Mm-hmm. And but, but just super dope song uh busy bone is in jail on death row and you know they go in and pretty much break him out of death row, <laughs> out of death row which is a crazy notion to think about but uh the way that they did it i feel like it's just really dope they have you know the whole setting of you know them being in court and them 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 announcing him getting sentenced to death by electric chair and that whole sequence right there just was nostalgia at the finest. because i remember hearing this shit as a kid just being terrified because I didn't know what the fuck they were saying, but it just it just sounded crazy though. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, the song is dope, uh, really dope storytelling. Uh, like I said, it definitely is a crazy song that probably wouldn't pass today just because of, you know, how much cop killing it talks on <laughs> But just overall, a really dope song. My favorite song on this album. I like the energy, the beat is really dope, really high energy, and it's just a dope song, man.
0: I, I do, again, this is a very dark sounding song. But it's actually contrasted because, as deep and dark as the sound songs are, uh, this, this the sound, oh, Jesus Christ, as the song sounds, <laughs> their voices are like so much lighter in comparison. So it's like a really, really good contrast to um, yeah, yeah. to the beat uh, with the, with their with, with how they are lyrically. Again, lyrically, they're dope as fuck on this shit. I can't mm. argue that at all. I'm just not the biggest fan of the beat that they used on the track. Oh. that's just me but i thought it was an overall good song i do fuck with it but i but i mean like you like you said the storytelling is what really kept me in it versus mm. being really captured by the beat and i mean i'll say that on a bunch of songs on here like there was a lot of beats on here that i really wasn't that big a fan of i feel like that that might be true especially
1: with bones melodic ability i feel like their their beat choice doesn't always have to be the greatest just because of you know how they always do the little melodic thing.
0: Exactly. Because um, they can, oh, but yeah, not. Nah, they can do I a agree. lot together to 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 alter the way a beat sounds. Right, right. Just right. by them singing or you know being very very melodic in their in their lyrics.
1: Yeah, or or their ad libs or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it just definitely gives it that.
0: Exactly. So like, I, I like it. It's a great song. I'm just not real big on the beat, but again, it's another thing that I can get over simply because the song is really good. All right, bet, bet, bet. All right, let's do, uh, I'm going to go to number six, Mr. Bill Collector. Okay. I love this song. I've always loved this song. Mm-hmm. The beat is so vicious. It's damn near hypnotizing. Like, I remember just listening to it. Honestly, like, that and the beat to, to Mo Murder, that shit is fucking hypnotizing as fuck. I remember yeah. just listening to that song over and over and over when, again when I was a kid. And I feel like I was just trapped there in the moment. <laughs>
1: nah, legit. Legit. Nah, I agree. I agree. Especially the Mo Murder drop. I think that just tough, but we'll, we'll get to that now. Yeah.
0: But the chorus on this joint, I think, is dope as fuck. It's catchy as shit. The song is not... Nothing but an extended threat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I fucked Yo, with that so hard. That, hey, that is the
1: perfect way to describe you know what's funny? I really tried to like verbalize pretty much what you just said, and then I feel like that's the perfect way to describe it. it it's definitely a five-minute threat.
0: That's yeah. really what it is. It's exactly what the fuck it is. And I said one of the joints I like was that uh, I did not he said he was like, I guess he was praying. He's like, I didn't want to take his life, but that nigga decided it to run. It. Nigga. <laughs>
1: Oh, he's talking about Crazy Boy? He's like, yeah. I didn't want to take his <laughs> life, yep. but the nigga tried to run and get away. Yeah, that joint. hey, that joint is so hard, dog. Hey, I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Hey, you know what's funny? I legit wrote that down in my notes. <laughs> me too. I was like, I was like uh, my favorite part is Crazy's part where he's like, I, I didn't want to take his life, but the nigga tried to run and get away with me. Yeah, yo.
0: I'm sorry. Yo, that just stood out. And he, when he repeated it like three times, and I was yeah, like, yeah.
1: No, but it was just such a vicious and again, violence at its finest, yes, ignorance at its finest. Exactly. But again, really, just a really dope song, I agree 100%. For the next song we'll go to number seven, a classic for uh, for the bus smoking, a classic for Mr. Cooper himself, your yep. bus smokers only, a classic for mine as well. Y'all already know what time it is. Yep, yep. This is this is 100%. You know, I love every single bone, uh, weed song from yeah. the weed song. To this joint, to, to uh to Buddha lovers later on in the album, I yep. feel like it was really dope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it, it's just just a really dope song if you're you know a weed smoker. And, and I like I like how the beginning starts where all you hear is goddamn cigarettes, and then <laughs> and then just cuss the bus smokers. On.
0: Bone knows how to make a, a weed song. They know how to make the perfect vibe for a fucking pothead to just sit back and smoke and listen to their music.
1: Yeah, and even even like the little, I like the little screechy noise in the back though. Yep. And but it's he... just a really eerie
0: sounding joint. That's the two things that are the, that's like the pure, the plurality of this album is mm. the the pothead sound on the couple of songs that they have, and then just like the death, murder, destruction sounds <laughs> <like> <laughs> for the rest of the tracks. Yeah. Hey, yo, you know what's funny? It's so funny <laughs> how they have the, that, I don't know if this
1: is the right word, but like just. I guess the yin and yang because they, these niggas have made a song later on called Let's Change the World.
0: Yes! <laughs> if like, I and, could teach the world the whole
1: wide world to be a thug in
0: harmony. Yeah, <laughs> Yo.
1: I, and that is the, <laughs> I didn't even think yo, about that. <laughs> you, you gotta love balance, man. You gotta love balance. I'm telling you.
0: I'm telling
1: it you. Keep, it, it keeps us all sane, man. But definitely it definitely got the pothead vibes you already know what it is with this song bus smoke is only a classic if you're a bone fan classic nonetheless even if you're just a pothead too so
0: basically definitely definitely a dope song all right we're just gonna go ahead and jump right into number eight another classic on this joint is the crossroads. probably the biggest classic probably um, the biggest. it's probably their biggest song period It's yeah, uh the yeah. crossroads certified classic as soon as Grammy the, winning yep yeah, Grammy winning and as soon as the beat drops you know what the vibe is like you know what song is coming on mm-hmm. you get into your you get into a way about it I want to say this is the eternal like I said before it's the eternal morning song for lost yeah. loved ones and friends
1: yeah for sure no for sure and again like you said as soon as you hear the Wah, 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 the little thing in the uh-huh. background the little sit the synth in the background yep you just know and a bum 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 you just know like you and say you get into a certain mood yep <laughs> yeah yeah nah. and then again it's just funny how like you know just a few songs back they were talking about you know running and marking a whole bunch of niggas and now they're like yo like shit's real dog yeah <laughs> dog yeah man but, but, but like i said about it but de- definitely a uh, dope dope song classic we don't really need to say too much about it i feel you guys have heard it
0: but there's also a vicious message in the song like just listen to the fucking lyrics and there's there's a lot of shit that goes on in this song it's it's i don't know it's it's a very deep song actually so yeah for sure if if you've never actually taken the time to sit back and listen to the actual lyrics of the song i know it can take you a couple of times because these niggas rap real fast but sit back and listen or just pull up the lyrics online and read through them. They're deep as yeah. shit.
1: No, nah, and it's funny because everybody knows the, uh, I, 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 I hate to phrase it like this, but everybody knows the, the memeable lyrics. Like the, I'm going to miss everybody. <laughs> and I'm going to miss, you know, everybody yep. knows that part. Or, or uh, man, I miss my uncle the yep. And yeah, those are, those are, you know, I guess, deep parts of the songs, but it definitely gets a lot deeper. Uh, if, like you said, listening to the whole song. And I feel like I agree. I feel like this is definitely, what, if not the deepest song on the album.
0: Yeah. And again, like, I've listened to this song for endless years since it came Mm. out in 1995 but again it's i was reminded how deep it was when we did when we listened to it for the album review and it's just like i sat back and i listened to it twice and i was like god damn this this song is really deep and again it's one of those things that you know you 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 figure out when you get older how deep something actually is when you go back and Mm -hmm. listen to it or how fucked up something is when you go back and listen to it
1: (laughs) Nah, that's a fact, dog. That's a fact. And it's definitely the same thing with this song. Because, you know, obviously, I feel like the the older you get, the more... I don't want to say you start to understand death, but you kind of come to grips with it a little bit more when you get older. Like, you really understand what the fuck is going on when somebody dies. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, when you're younger, this song might not hit you as hard. Because, for one, you haven't lost as many people as you have when you get to a certain age. Very true. And then it just just hits a little different, you know what I mean? So, I agree. I feel like everybody loves this song. Because everybody's lost a loved one. Everybody has lost a friend and um, I definitely feel like it it has that vibe to it. So uh, yeah, great song, Uh, Grammy uh, Uh well-deserved and, and, you know, one of the, one of their biggest songs. So for damn sure.
0: And I want to say that was one of the, I can't remember when they, I guess they would have won it in like 96, maybe 97, but I want to say that was probably one of the first actual like Grammys that I can remember. A, yeah. where a rap rapper or a rap group that was actually like a legit rapper or rap group won yeah. the Grammy for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I remember it was a big deal. It was like a big deal that they won that shit. And um, yeah, you know, shout out to Bone, man. Yeah, sure shout out enough. to Bone for that. Go ahead. Um, it. So I'm going to go to number nine. It's a really uh, short song, but it always stood out to me even as a kid. And, and another thing I wanted to point out was I feel like Bone has like some sort of, they either fucking... The Caribbean or some sort, because they always do the little me or or, or the whole little shit and, and if you listen to their um their their demo tape when they first came out, they had um I don't know they just had like a real Caribbean, it was it was really different, but yeah. they they kind of still incorporate a lot of that in their music when they were at the biggest, which you know by doing the whole uh me when instead of saying my or whatever yeah. but yeah man this is this is a really short kind of intro, I guess if you want to call it it's not really a song like an interlude, yeah. Like an intro loop But I thought, I thought it was dope
0: uh, It's essentially I, like a Acapella group Like they're like You know Just acapella singers Like singing yeah. like They're harmonizing uh, Essentially with yeah. how They do their thing And it's actually Really dope I, I fuck with it Yeah
1: no And again It's maybe a minute Maybe a minute and a half At the most But I just thought It was really dope I think this Just, it just really points out What Bone does best Which is their You know Obviously harmony No pun intended mm-hmm. Harmonizing And like you said The acapella thing So I thought it was Really dope and I thought it was it was an intro intro that really fit in the album. I feel like it didn't. It kind of added to the album. It wasn't pointless, you know, and, and it, it it added to the mood
0: of the album. Yeah, actually, I I think that goes along with all of the interludes that they had. But we'll we can talk about the other ones when we get to them. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go to number eleven. No shorts, no losses. Um, this beat is actually mad. It's like crazy but chill at the same time, mm-hmm. and it has like heavy sense in it which make it sounds old as fuck but i still think that it's a fucking definitely. really good beat it's a really great track although it ends abruptly as fuck but it they is do. kind of long so i feel like this might be the other song on here that like has all five members on it
1: yeah no i agree i agree i think i think the uh, the beat is definitely it sounds like a a mid to late 90s midwest or west coast beat you mm-hmm. know what i mean it definitely has that feel to it Um, I almost feel like you might even be able to hear Pac on this beat. uh, Yeah. It's one of the things I said. Yeah, like they. I feel like it had that feel to
0: it. Yeah, they they actually had a couple of just really, really Mm -hmm. West Coast sounding songs on here. Yeah. And I um, immediately had to be like, okay, that's got to be the Eazy-E influence. Oh, of course. Of
1: course. And again, you know, I I pointed out before that if you listen, this is like their first album because, you know, they had the other joint, Creeper, on the come up, which is their first one. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly feel that this is the first album. That really had that bone sound, and I feel like a part of that was because Eazy was there to influence that West Coast influence on them. And I feel like even Bone themselves admitted that. That's why. That's why Eazy was so important to Bone. I feel is because you know once they met up with Eazy, I really feel like that's when they uh, they developed the Bone sound.
0: I guess you mm-hmm. want to call it that. Yeah, their um, signature sound. Exactly, and,
1: and and I feel like this beat definitely uh, accentuated that and definitely pushed that to the to the front of the, of the song.
0: For
1: sure. For sure. Um, so I'm going to just go on to number 12, which again, one of the bigger songs of their, probably of their career, uh, first in a month. Wake up, wake up,
0: wake up. Y'all know this song. Get up,
1: get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> yo, yo, this song, uh, again, classic song. Don't really need to say a whole lot about it. You said it before. Uh, radio stations all across the country, maybe even all across the world mm-hmm. in some places you know play this at the first of the month and, and if you really listen to the song it, it's kind of like a crazy song because it just talks about being poor and like getting your uh your uh i guess government check or, or welfare check and
0: <laughs> yeah and that's
1: really what the song is about pretty much but uh but, but, but nonetheless really dope song one of my favorites of theirs as i'm sure it's a lot of other people's favorites for sure uh really like a, a feel-good song to say the least i feel like it definitely has that good energy to it and really dope song man for sure for sure
0: i don't really have much else to say about it i mean it you know it talks about getting getting that money on the first so you can get everything from basically a fresh haircut or or your, <laughs> your hair braided to paying your bills to buying drugs so I mean, right. yeah it covers all bases of everything that you might need on the first of the month and you know since the
1: first of the month mom's gonna have food on the grill so oh that's for, sure,
0: what... for sure for sure for sure <laughs> the fridge will be stocked the drugs will be plentiful uh-huh. we will be fresh we will be fresh <laughs> yeah that, that's what this
1: song is about and again if you've ever even been even a little poor, you know how great the feeling is of everything that they talk about. So oh, yeah. oh I feel, yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like this is a great song. Even if you just can relate to the hook. Even if you really have never been poor, the fact that the first of the month, you know, everybody uses, like you said, that song to to mentally prepare themselves for the rest of the month. So I feel like the legendary song, uh, a staple in hip-hop, like it's one of those songs where like everybody knows this song. Yeah, not not much more to say. Pretty
0: much. All right, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go down to number thirteen. Actually, we will talk about that. Just gotta go to another page. My bad. Um, but uh, Buddha lovers. Now, this jump tripped me out as soon as I heard it when <laughs> I was a kid, and I couldn't remember where I was where I could remember it from. Going back to listening to it now, there's a song, an R&B song. I want to say it's called like choosy lovers or some shit like that. Um, or maybe Secret Lovers. I don't know. It's not Secret Lovers. It's like Choosy Lovers. I can't remember who sings it, but it's basically melodically built off that song. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the song is like <laughs> choosy love. Oh, I this shit. So it's like it's similar, uh. it's different, but it's it's also very similar. Um, uh. But the song, like again, they know how to make a fucking weed song for a pothead to just like light up to and just sit back sure. and relax. This has got a mad chill vibe. I mean, it's really it's it's based off of like a like a set like late seventies eighties uh, R and B song, so it's gonna be chill to begin with yeah and and
1: i just want to say i love busy bones uh i guess you could call it falsetto at the beginning yeah uh, i'm so glad you showed that That doing just so hard dog <laughs> and again if you just love weed now if, if you're not if you're not absolutely in love with weed like me and my co-host here are then this song might not hit home as hard as it hit for us yeah but but we, i could feel these these niggas love for weed, <laughs> and, and you know I feel it. I feel it right back. Is all I gotta say. Exactly. So yeah, I agree. Uh, I think it was a dope song. I think it was a creative song in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. and it just again, it just they did their thing. This is the the balance of the of the craziness of the of the gangster shit. It's the weed, the the kumbaya, and all that. So this is definitely one of those songs, and mm-hmm. I thought it was dope.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't know if they used enough of the uh, the mel- the melody to like really have to write somebody a check for that and if you didn't more power to you
1: yeah i agree (laughs) i agree but fuck it uh let's go on to number 15 which is another interlude um to the number 16. and this is number mr ouija number two and this is one of those songs that if you play in your house and your mom hears it and she's any sort of you know either caribbean or uh central american or south american or just or super African, religious <laughs> or just super religious in general she will come in there and beat the shit out of you for playing the shit in her house dog because mm-hmm. this is a
0: demonic ass and now i bring the devil to my house yeah
1: <laughs> dog. but 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 nonetheless now i don't know i don't know if if bone practiced you know pretty much satanism or you know devil worshiping or whatever you want to call it
0: that was a thing back in the day uh allegedly Allegedly, 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 along with along with three six, mm-hmm.
1: but um, but again, I I I do feel like this adds to the next song a whole lot. It kind of just sets the the mood, I guess, but um, and it kind of adds to the to the storytelling of of that song. But uh, yeah, this this is pretty much it's a really weird song to listen to by yourself. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's basically them trying to like ask the Ouija board: Are we gonna have to kill these niggas?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what the fuck this song is. It, that's why it's so dope creatively because it leads to the next song which i guess we could just go into mm-hmm. mo murder which is pretty much the hook is mo murder mo murder and, and it's pretty much the ouija board telling them like yeah nigga go kill these niggas <laughs> which <laughs> is the <laughs> all the these craziest. niggas
0: got to die
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and again it's just crazy like they they keep and they, namely uh crazy bone keeps bringing him up he's like my murder my murder that's what ouija said so he's he just keeps being like yo mr ouija that's my nigga dog. Like, yep. that's, i'm gonna do what that nigga tell me to do so it's just a very evil song to say the least uh-huh. but i just feel like the combination of these like if you really look past the the you know i guess the the just evilness of it yeah i feel like it's a very creative way uh creative combining of the intro with the actual song and i and i just think it's a dope song like you said the beat is super dope on that joint.
0: it really is and even with the synths in it like it still sounds just dark and sinister now mm-hmm. i will say this and i want to say it now because i would say it at the end but i didn't write it down i don't want to forget it um i would love to see someone recreate the bone beats but like clean up the synths and stuff and use it with today's technology because i would be really really fucking interested to see how these songs would sound if they were produced now
1: it's funny you say that because believe it or not the game did that uh he has ai don't know if you've heard it uh he has a song with uh with with chris brown i think it's pretty much they
0: remade the first of the month beat oh shit okay it, it,
1: it's it's actually pretty dope let me see if I could play it for two seconds real quick.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to try that out. Usually when Chris Brown's on it, I kind of stick away. Yeah. Oh, I did hear this joint. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you could say they recreated it, but...
1: I guess they kind of just yeah, sampled it more than anything.
0: Pretty much, because it's like, you can tell the synths aren't exactly the same, because obviously synths have gotten way better yeah but like it i mean it sounds almost identical so like it's really not nah, for sure for sure for sure but yeah no like especially mo murder i would love somebody to like remaster that joint and and mm-hmm. like use it as a sample on somebody's shit right now i think there's more than a couple artists that would have been good on on that joint
1: oh yeah for sure for sure and and i'm gonna just say this since it since it is one of the longer songs, I wish this would have been the last song on the album. I feel like it just worked really well as the last song on the album. Mm-hmm. And again, I really, as a kid, I don't remember hearing number seventeen. I this this was the first time I heard it.
0: Yeah, this, this was, was the first of, time I heard it too. So I I, I I agree with you. I think it was I, it just blew my
1: mind. I was like, oh, there's no way that this is the last song on the album. I do not remember it being there. I re- I always remember Mo uh, Murder Mo being the last song. guess i'm wrong really dope song very evil song to say the least (laughs) pretty much telling people yeah more murder more 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 more
0: so it's kind of like around the more y'all gonna end up dead
1: exactly exactly but dope song again very creative song i like it a lot
0: yes sir all right and the last joint on the album shots to the double glock again both of us this is a new song for both of us it's a really chill beat but again it's like pretty west coast sounding it's got a real catchy chorus and it was an interesting way to end the album but again i agree with you i think it would have been better served to switch it with mo murder and let, and let that end the album
1: mm-hmm. no i agree and then on top of that there were like one or two uh people rapping on this that i didn't know who they were they, they definitely weren't any of the bone Thug members i'll tell you that
0: Mm-mm.
1: like it was it was kind of weird like like especially the last verse and again the last verse of a bone Thug, uh album and again maybe it was them but it definitely did not sound like any one of them mm-hmm. sure like I, I could tell you right i'm almost willing to bet that it wasn't any one of them so it was just kind of weird to, to hear that and i don't know like I, I i tried to look at and to see if this was maybe like a, a bonus song or something like that but not nah, this this was part of the original 17 songs that they released on it so sure. it was just it was interesting to, to see this as the last last song on the album
0: yeah, for sure. I'm trying to see if I can find out who, if anybody, was sampled or oh, was a guest star on it. Yeah, the Dog Pound. It was a Dog Pound disc. It features Poetic uh, Hustlers and Graveyard Shift. So probably they're mans or something. I would assume so. Poetic so it sounds, Hustlers. It, it sounds like a crew. It sounds like a crew track. They definitely sound like a crew track for yeah. sure. Hold on, Dog Pound. Oh, po- is that? It's called Poetic Hustlers and Graveyard Shift. My bad.
1: That's funny. Yeah, it's definitely their their little crew cool because fucking Lazy Bones says that in the song First of the Month. Shout out to the poetic hustlers on the graveyard ship on the first. Wake up, wake up. So that's definitely probably the you know, yeah, crew
0: song. More than likely, for real, for real. All right. And
1: uh, again, I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Crew songs, they're hit or miss. I'm yeah, going to say that. For sure. Songs are definitely hit or miss.
0: For sure. What are your overall thoughts now that we've gone through pretty much the entire album?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Honestly, man, it lived up to my nostalgic, I guess. Influences on it, mm-hmm. uh, I, there, there was definitely a good amount of nostalgia involved into, you know, me listening to this album, or me wanting to listen to this album. Better said, but uh, I do, I do feel like it lived up to the, you know, to the hype that that I had behind it before I listened to it again. Even though this is this is an album that, you know, a lot of these songs I'll listen to not regularly but randomly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but there were a couple songs that I hadn't heard in a long time. And I really liked it. I really liked the album. I feel like it stands the test of time as far as uh, it being a classic album. Obviously, a lot of the beats are 100 percent like mid to late 90s, mm-hmm. like if not the majority of them. Yeah, yeah. I really like the album. I think they did a really good job, and yeah, it, it still stands as one of the one of my favorite albums for sure.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, the album is really good overall. Like I said, I don't, I didn't remember like the majority of this album. So like, mm. yeah, I, I fucked with it. A lot of the junk, again sounds dated, but I mean that's just a production from nineteen ninety five. Right, right. So like, I don't know if it would really, if people would really hold it up over, over the test of time, simply because you know people, you know they really rag on shit that sounds old. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's a really different vibe. To their um to their album than a lot of the artists that were out at the time like Bone was just like I said earlier just so fucking completely different that people really didn't know what to do with them and then when you finally got to listen to them like I said you either loved them or you hated them so um, yeah. I thought it was a really good album and uh, I would definitely check I would definitely listen to this album again because I feel like there's a lot that I missed simply because you know these niggas rap so fast
1: no nah, for sure and again and and you know the crazy thing is right that like if you listen to a song enough. You'll almost catch a good amount of what, they, of what uh, these niggas are saying. Yeah. Not, not, not so much Busy Bone and Crazy Bone, because I feel like they rap the fastest. But definitely, if you listen deeply to Lazy Bone and Wishbone, Bone, yeah. you can kind of pick, uh, pick out what they're saying. Oh, and, no, uh,
0: you can. You can. Because, like, yeah, you're right. There are people, members that rap way faster than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's yeah. just listening. It's just like any other album. Like, even like a Nas album, Nas doesn't rap that fast. But you usually have to listen to his album a couple of times to catch everything that he exactly. says.
1: So. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I agree.
0: Overall uh, thoughts on the this, this, the test of time.
1: Test of time. I agree with you. Uh, as far as the majority of these beats sounding super outdated from mm-hmm. the nineties, but I, I just feel like because of the Bone Thugs stamp, and, and maybe it is the the fact that they have a very cult following. I guess if you want to call it, <laughs> I'll call it. Yeah. But but nonetheless, I, I feel like because of that, I feel like this album. Uh, a lot of these songs on this album, at the least. Uh, definitely stand the test of time like we just said that first of the month gets played all the time and even though it is for a gimmicky reason yeah but i still do feel like you know it's something that that, that still resonates in people and people still listen to it. And, and people when they hear certain bone duck songs you know they'll listen to it you know and you know i brought up earlier that you know they came they toured here the last two three years and that shit was huge everybody went to that shit so yeah man i mean like i said i feel like it it mainly lives on to this day still because of its classic umbrella around it mm-hmm. more than the sound. Because I do feel like sonically, it doesn't necessarily live up to stand, musical standards today. True, so. true.
0: All right. Well, for a score, sir, what do you give it out of 10?
1: I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. I think it was a really good album. Like I said, I, it lived up to my to what I remembered it being, and um, I feel like when it comes to these classic albums, that's all you can hope for because now, a lot of times nostalgia plays a good amount into why you might want to think an album is so great because you know you remember the older times and you remember listening to this and in those older times. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad that this time it wasn't just nostalgia that brought me back. It was actually good music.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten. All right, bet. Now, I gave it a slightly lower score. I gave it a solid 7 out of 10 cuz okay. lyrically it's dope through the entire album. But again, yeah. there was just more than a couple beats that I just was not a fan of. Yeah. And I think that they could have they, they could have just been worked over better cuz I mean in the 90s, at least at least I mean still in 95, you really had a better way that you you could still make really really good beats and I just think some of them just didn't didn't really live up to what the album was capable of, if you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Um, because there are so many just smash hits on this joint just to have like you know at least three four songs maybe maybe five songs on here where the beats are just kind of mm, okay and then the rest mm-hmm. of them the beats are really really vicious uh to me that's just kind of a shame like it's just it's, it's like you know it's it's um yeah. it's a it's a lost i don't know what the word i'm thinking of like a a lost factor or you know like you missed something
1: Right. No, I agree. I agree. And again, um, you know, sometimes I'm sure I'll overlook those things just because of the nostalgia behind it and just because of my fanhood. Yeah. That I have for Bone. But I agree. I do I do agree with, you know, everything you just said, for sure. All
0: right. Well that ends the album review for East nineteen ninety nine Eternal by Bone See? Thugs and Harmony from nineteen ninety five. But before we get out of here, do you have an album suggestion for the people, sir?
1: Yes I do. And as a matter of fact, this might blow a lot of y'all through the roof. Y'all might be mad at me for suggesting this album, but fuck it, we here. This is this is again another nostalgia train, and you know we've had a lot of time during quarantine, so we've been listening to shit we don't normally listen to. True. So I went back to 2005. Oh. Now you might you might be like, what the fuck is this guy talking about?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we're gonna go with "You Can't See Me" by John Cena and the trademark in 2005. And I'm gonna just say this: I'm not <laughs> recommend. Oh, 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 oh. Let me just say this: I went back and listened to this album. Now it's a 17-track album, and mind you, this is a fucking full-time wrestler who put out a 17-track rap album, right? Oh now, 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 this is what I'm gonna say: I'm not saying that the album is great, but what I'm saying is it's way better than you would probably think it is. I really? promise you that. I promise you that. Okay. It's way better than you think it is, and it's funny because. I remember listening to this shit and this is like I was probably like ten when this shit came out. And I remember my brother used to go on me for listening to John Cena rapping, but I was like, dog, you're just hating on the fact that it's a wrestler that's rapping. You know, but but he I, I feel like it was kinda dope. There was a there was a it was some good songs on here that I do remember that I went back and listened to that were pretty dope. But yeah, definitely check it out. You can't see me by John Cena. Uh, and a
0: trademark, so. I did not expect that at all. Sir. I know,
1: I know, I know. Believe me, I was I was just going through old shit, and I was like, oh, shit, this nigga like John Cena put out a rap album in 2005, and I remember that I begged my parents to order me that shit, and it was, like, the best shit I ever had. At wow,
0: okay, okay. That shit was dope. Well, I'm gonna go with my suggestion. It's something that we've already kind of previewed here on the, the channel. Detroit 2 by Big Sean. I finally yes. got a chance to sit through the entire album. My God, I think that might be Big Sean's best album to date. Like, Ooh. I legit think it might be.
1: Let me let me, let me just say that I really loved uh, Detroit One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's certain there's certain albums, mixtapes, that just remind you of a certain place in time in life. True. And that joint that joint definitely was one of those uh, freshman year in college, like you know, wide eyed Chris that you know still believed in a lot of shit that I don't really believe in anymore. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it just kind of takes you back, and uh, definitely an a album or mixtape that I listen to a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that, that Detroit 2 actually, if not past that uh, album, because that was such a good album. And usually, you know, part twos of, of, of anything, especially in music, yeah. usually don't usually kind of suck, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Now, I will say that this is probably Big Sean's most heady album, which means it's like more mindful versus ratchet. Mm. It's more on a Nas level mm-hmm. uh, versus anything that I've heard him do before. And I mean, I'm not saying that I haven't heard him spit out some lyrical, thoughtful shit before, because I have. But I want to say that this album is the most consistent with it. And it's all really fucking good.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And again, you know, you got to think about the the just what not not only what he's in, but just the environment of the world. You know, he's with Janae Eichel now, who, you know, she probably got him most some spiritual shit. And um, yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think it's a really dope album. Probably one of his best. Yeah, really, really dope album. Check that out if you haven't already.
0: All right. Well, is there anything else you want to tell the folks before we jump up out of here today, sir?
1: No, man, definitely just thank y'all for tuning in, man. Thank y'all for, you know, taking our suggestions of what to listen to. And just overall, just tuning in to all our album reviews and regular episodes. We're going to be back uh, next week with another episode for your head top and uh, we got some more surprises for y'all in line, so definitely stay tuned.
0: Yes, sir. And something I haven't done in a while, I want to give a couple of shout-outs to our our listening our, our listeners out there, our listeners from the Ukraine. We appreciate you guys listening to us heavy. Y'all out there in Germany, in Kenya, Nigeria, Brazil, Spain, Australia. Italy, Ghana, Portugal, France, the Netherlands, India, Senegal, no matter where you guys are, we really fucking appreciate you listening to us. I mean, as you can see, we got listeners all over the world. we couldn't we couldn't be happier and more grateful that you guys choose to spend an hour a week listening to our dumbasses talk about random shit. so sure. <laughs> thank you again for everything that you guys do for us. you guys like you push us to keep doing everything that we're doing. we really appreciate it. Y'all can catch us on Instagram and Twitter at H Cubed Podcast. And as I always say, week after week, for years now, spell it out. Spell it out. Just spell it out. Spell it out. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast. And you can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Speaker, Speaker, Strits, Spreaker. Stitcher, <laughs> I'm no, terrible at those fucking names. God, man. and uh, there's something else out there you can listen to us on. You can just you can find us anywhere. Oh, you can find us on the G Radio Thursday nights at seven yeah, p.m. Sure. Shout out to G Radio, uh, shows love on there too, man. Yes, yes, uh, we appreciate all of y'all for listening to us week after week, and we will catch y'all later. Wash our hands, wash our ass, be safe, be kind yeah. to each other, and if you're in America, vote this orange nigga out. Yes, sir. (laughs) All right, y'all. We out of here. Love you. Peace.
1: Peace.